breaking news, everybody. Dan Walker is in Strictly Come Dancing. The nation gasps. We didn't see that one coming, says member of the public. Yeah, it must be one of the things that get written into their contract. Hey, w- welcome everybody. Live from the Gator community, it's Ronnie Barber's Fully Formed on your Vague Radio UK. Yeah, Dan Ch- Dan Ch- not Dan Chisholm. He used to work with Dan Chisholm at Wiltshire. Dan Walker is the eight-star announced. Who was the one before him then? Somebody called Kelly... What? Kelly McGinn. This is the big news. Apart from Geronimo having a go at Andrew and starting a fire... Allegedly... Katie McGlynn is also in with Dan Walker in Strictly Come Dancing 2021. Who's Katie McGlynn? Yeah, exactly. Who, who is she? Katie McGlynn is it? Yes, it's another game of who the hell's that? Katie McGlynn is an English actress. She's best known for her roles in Jodie Scout Allen in Waterloo Road. Oh, Waterloo Road. That was a good show, wasn't it? I love Waterloo Road. How we get that one up? Hang on. Yeah, Waterloo Road. Jill Ga- not Jill Gascoigne, Jill Money Penny Thingy. She was in what she was at. That's a Waterloo. Oh, these are all the theme tunes from different versions. Oh my goodness. Denise Welch. Yeah, Money Penny, that other one. Oh, that's who Katie McGlynn is. She's she's been in things. And uh, she's going to be dancing with Dan Walker in Strictly Come Dancing. Okay, let's go. Oh, that's just ended. Well done, Ronnie. Hang on. How are you today? How's your bum for love bites? Are you fine? Are you well? Are you happy? I uh, kind of put up a thing last night on uh, Twitter, or Facebook, that... Uh, just asking where we call it a day with Vague Radio. The numbers aren't massive anymore. They were, but uh, we're, I'm, I'm obviously not quite getting there. So I just uh, put that out. I'm going to message everybody who do- donated to see what they think. I do not believe in flogging a dead horse. Why would you flog it? But Because you don't know it's dead. So here we are for another... Uh, so it's going to be... Uh, the big news for me is a guy that... Uh, drunk wax, mistakenly drunk wax. Who oh, texted already? Who's that? Is it Carol already? Morning. Who's this then? Uh, oh, it's Arlene. I think it is. Hi, Arlene. Oh, she. Um, so the guy that drunk wax by mistake. The f- woman in Scotland who's furious that her cheesy chips were a disgrace. And I've seen the pictures, and they are a disgrace. Uh, the kind of minor news is uh, Prince Andrew is being sued for alleged sexual abuse. Uh, yeah. Geronimo is still alive and there's still a campaign. Fires are taking over the world. The devil's in charge. Who's the other thing? Strictly come down. Yeah, strictly come dancing. Oh, and a reversal of, as I promised, as I predicted yesterday, I said that whole thing about the civil servants not having to go into work. Remember, uh, you know, they're going to lose money. They've changed their minds. They've changed their minds. Believe it. W- would you believe that? They, 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 just, they must have heard me. They must have heard me saying, you can't stop people, you can't dock their wages for not coming to work if they're working from home. Uh, so uh, it was a big fury, a kickoff, and uh, somebody, one of the ministers said, uh, Rishi Sunak said, come into work or you're going to, you will get it. You'll get no, I wonder if there is a tea trolley. Um, so anyway, uh, so uh, Rishi Sunak said, Sunak said that. And then the next thing we know, one of the other, uh, is a Kwatang, said, no, no, it's fine. Yeah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that at all. So they're in complete agreement that they all disagree, which is nice. I've got to get the emails out. Ronnie at vagueradio.co.uk. Uh, text me is uh, 07 You can call that number as well. And uh, 
Let's see what we've got here. Yeah, I've got the Jeffrey Epstein's um, uh, uh, accusers filed a federal lawsuit uh, against UK's Prince Andrew. Here's the thing: I'm really, I'm really worried about Andrew because he can't sweat. When you've just been told you're going to be going in front of the, you will sweat, but he can't. He can't sweat. Everybody. He can't. So when you're all having a go. You know, he's got that message overnight from his lawyers and they've said, you you, you know what, um, you're going to get sued for alleged sexual abusing of a minor. I don't mean a minor like uh, Arthur Scargo, I mean a minor. You're going to get that. He can't sweat. I'd be dripping. I'd be dripping. But because Andrew was in the Falklands and he went through that thing where I was either that or he went to uh, and got a bad pizza and it stopped him sweating. So he's up for that. Geronimo, I've got that story for you as well. Geronimo the alpaca. Yeah, well, Geronimo, uh, Geronimo uh, it turns out there's some uh, detail to the whole thing about the TB testing that some uh, post-mortem have been done with alpacas who've had uh, been positive tests for TB. Turns out, <laughs> it turns out that they're actually, um, they were negative when they had the post-mortem or the post-alpaca because that's what they call them when you do a post-mortem on an alpaca, the post-alpaca. But to me, the big news today is Dan Walker is in Strictly Come Dancing. So we've got at least three people we know from the Strictly Come Dancing thing. I wonder who else will go in now. So we need, uh, we need the comedy factor now. Whittacombe, you know, the Whittacombe thing. Piers Morgan? Oh, that would be that would be a turn up, wouldn't it? Having a walker, you know, do this fake fight on Twitter. Alan Sugar? Oh!
finally been able to clean, uh, to uh, uh, put clean sheets on a bed. I know you thought like you'll be always saying, "Oh, that's a great excuse, Ronnie. You can't." Well, I can't. I've seen my wife put the duvet on the bed, and she is like, she's quick. I am here until ten o'clock. I don't care what you say. I'm staying. Ten. Right, so suggestions, please. Who should be the comedy, uh, the comedy character? There's always one. The Ad Whittakam. Last year they thought it was going to be Bill um, Bailey, but he turns out he's a good dancer and he wins it. Chris Payne just said on the Facebook there, he says uh, there's maybe a, an issue, Ronnie, that um, or he just said maybe after last year's winner they're not going to do that because they don't want it to be. Uh, they, they, they don't want the comedy person to win. And Anton Dubeck is uh, going to be a judge this year, so he's not going to get a chance because he usually gets, every other year he gets, a, you know, every other two years he gets a good dancer, doesn't he? So he's going to be a judge. I don't know how good that's going to work out. Uh, I think on uh, Tony, uh, what's it, the other one? Uh, not Carlo Ancelotti, that's a football manager. What's the name of the guy then? What's the name of the guy that's the Italian guy on, on the judges panel for it? Oh, hello, Arlene. She's having her nails done by Sarah right now. Oh, what you haven't done? You have an emulsion. Right, she's right. She can you see? She's doing a lovely job of my toes. Wow, wow. Can you ask Sarah, uh, Arlene? Because I've got those fungal nails. Yeah, I've got the fungal nails. My nails are fungally. Uh, is there anything she can do? Should I just put an undercoat on them and maybe a gloss? Because they're gone on fungally. Three, three, four. I've got my big toe on both feet. Uh, feet. I've gone fungally. And it's not nice. I don't like, I, I don't wear, I mean, your flip-flops are doing my head and people are still wearing flip-flops. And they're walking through the rain and the flip-flops. Don't come to me when you get the pneumonia. So I got pneumonia. Well, well were you wearing flip-flops? Because if you're wearing flip-flops, don't come to me. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Yeah, uh, I've got to talk about the cheesy chips, the man that drunk wax as well. Uh, let's talk about Andrew and his little uh, interesting moment to come. The unsweatable, unsweatable, that's what he is. Prince Andrew is innocent till proven guilty. That's what we've got to say. It's all alleged stuff. So don't start going down that road with me because even though I am a renegade, DJ, um, <clears throat> well, I cannot, what am I, I don't know what, I, uh, we've got to stick to the libel and slander laws, so nobody say anything other than it's all alleged, yep, yeah. uh, so is this, uh, you know, uh, Gwifrey uh, accuses Andrew of sexual abuse at Epstein's uh, mansion when she was under 18, Virginia Roberts, uh, Gwifrey, uh, yeah, anyway, alleged victim of sex offender Jeffrey Epstein, on Monday, filed a lawsuit against Prince Andrew in federal court in New York. Now, what I don't know here, I, don't, I haven't got a scooby on this, because I ain't no... Uh, I'm, I'm just wait, hoping I can get a shout back. Oh, right, I've just a shout back in my fungal toes. Because I've tried... Uh, nail art and glitter is extra. Oh, right, she'll, she'll sort you out with a nice gel, gel finish. Is that a euphemism? Sarah will sort me out with a nice gel finish. I like a nice gel finish. I can't remember the last time. I had a nice gel finish. Just me and my toes together, looking at each other. And then along came Sarah. Hello, Mr. Barber, because that's the way Sarah talks. Could I uh, do something to your toes? Because they look gross. Could you do something for me? I could give you a nice gel finish. Really? Yeah. Your toes will be the talk of the town. Even Glasgow will be talking about it. Anyway, uh, she accused the British royal of sexually abusing her. He can't sweat. She accused the British royal of, uh, of uh, abusing her at Epstein's mansion in Manhattan and other locations, and other locations. Didn't just do it the once, allegedly. He did it more than once. And you think he would want to prove his innocence because the FBI have been wanting to talk to him for ages. They've been saying, hey, Andy, come over here. We got great pizza. 
yeah, you don't want a pizza from the pizza hut. You come over here. We got pie. They call it pie in America. We got pie. But come over, have a chat. We'll just do the fat. Yeah, don't worry about it. We'll just do the fat. Then we'll, uh, then we'll charge you. Prince Andrew has denied having sex with her. If she doesn't know it now, she would be allowing him to escape any accountability for his actions. Uh, Geoffrey's aunt and attorney, Tony David Boys, uh, told uh, he, he had, and Virginia is committed to trying to avoid situations where rich and powerful people escape any accountability for their actions. There won't be just be Prince Andrew who will be, he will be could sweat. There'll be other people who'll be sweating a bit who are friends of the Epstein. Oh, another text come in. Is it about my toes again? Yeah. <clears throat> nice. Neil art and glitter. That's lovely. I saw one of the uh, the uh, gymnasts got, uh, what did she get? Um, got uh, the Olympic um, rings done on her toes. Looks good. I wouldn't mind the flag of Scotland. Uh, yeah, the saltire on my toes. That'd be great. I want to get a tattoo of the saltire and my grandkids on my back, but my wife won't let me. 20 years ago, Prince Andrew's wealth, power and position and connections enabled him, allegedly, to abuse a frightened, vulnerable child with no one there to protect her. It's long past the time for him to be held accountable, according to the lawsuit, allegedly. Well, the lawsuit's not alleged. In late 2019, Prince Andrew told BBC Newsnight that he had never had sex with Geoffrey, uh, saying it didn't happen. He said he's no recollection of ever meeting her and told an interview there are a number of things that are wrong about Griffey's account, which alleges the account, well, good, Andrew, you can go and uh, put your case. This is great. I can absolutely and categorically tell you it never happened, he said. He said that on one occasion, uh, the prince sexually abused her. He, uh, he said, it said, this uh, thing, the prince sexually abused her in London at the home of Jocelyn, uh, Jocelyn uh, Maxwell, Maxwell's daughter, remember? When Epstein, Maxwell and Prince Andrew forced her to have sexual intercourse with the prince against her will. It's all alleged, by the way. It's all alleged. It's from The Guardian. So don't do it. Don't do it. Don't dive in. You've got to go through the uh, thing. ABC reported, this is ABC News uh, in America, reported that a spokesperson in Britain uh, for Prince Andrew told the company there would be no comment on the lawsuit. So this is going to pay. This is going to be the entertainment, and it shouldn't be entertainment because it's somebody's life we're dealing with here, well, two people's lives. And it should be entertainment, but it's going to fill the law courts for a long, long while. Will he go to... Oh, wait a minute. Is Andrew going to go in to Strictly Come Dancing? That's going to be his excuse. Oh, that's genius. If he goes, uh, yeah, I would I would love to come. I, I want to fight this law case. I do. I want to fight the law case till the end of the earth. But I've got Strictly Come Dancing up until Christmas, and then there's a Christmas special, and then there's the tour. Oh, what a great alibi. Not that he needs one. He would be perfect for Strictly Come Dancing because he doesn't sweat. He doesn't sweat. Um, <clears throat> uh, what is he like? Uh, by the way, you can get in touch with me. 07849453587. Uh, my mate's uh, funeral's tomorrow as well. Big Jim's funeral's tomorrow. Uh... That was quite a quick, um, quite a quick funeral that as well. Uh, let's see what's coming on the Facebook. Oh uh, seven eight four nine four five three five eight seven. Get back on the topics, Ronnie, because Sarah's finishing off Arlene's toes with a jet. I've got gel finish, a nice nail gel finish. Oh, did you see the panorama last night? You've got to watch panorama. You have to watch panorama because his nose. You remember he allegedly stuck his thing in a pig's head. Right, alleged, it's all alleged. But David Cameron looks like he's been in the trough again. That great programme last night, Andy Verity did a brilliant show about the whole weather, the green, green skill, or that, you know, and how much money he ended up with. He ended up, Cameron ended up with about seven million quid. Seven million quid uh, that he cashed in his shares in 2019. It's just wonderful. And then he ended up, before he could actually get, uh, you know, uh, before they, they went bankrupt or whatever they did, he uh, he tried to get the government, uh, Rishi Sunak, uh, to actually say, give them some more money. 
and allegedly he badgered them. Uh, you know, uh, it was friendly, friendly, and then it was, uh, come on, this is silly, we've got to do something. But they're all getting their nose in the trough, haven't they? They've all got, you know, if they're not getting their nose in the trough, then they should get their nose because a lot of a lot of them are going to miss out. There's some lovely troughs to be in there. 07849453587. Email up. I better get the emails up. Uh, Ronnie at vagueradio.co.uk. Get in touch. Uh, coming up, we've got the uh, the woman uh, who was so furious with her cheesy chips, and the man who drunk wax. And Geronimo, still to come on your Vague Radio UK. Bird's Angel Delight. The most delightful taste around. to run, nowhere to hide, money out. Welcome, it's Ronnie Barber live on Vague Radio. What's the time? 24 minutes past nine. But it doesn't really matter, does it? Because uh, you're not doing much, are you? If you're anything like me, you're not doing... Well, I will go to the gym today. I will go to the gym. Um, what else will I do today? Oh, haircut at half past one. Yeah, haircut my uh, my hairdresser. Who have I got today? <clears throat> Who have I got for a haircut? I think it's Samantha, but I'm not sure. Let me just see, uh, who's my haircut with? Wind boxes or me? Who's it with? Charlotte! It's with Charlotte's doing my hair today. That's good. I kind of feel guilty sometimes if you don't go back to the one that did your last one. You, you kind of think maybe that they think, well, did I do something wrong? No, you didn't do anything wrong at all. Uh, not, you know. Um, <clears throat> Uh, you, it's just uh, I, I just needed a haircut today. So I'm going to get a, what, a two or a three along the side and the back and a tidy up on the top. 
I could do that with my life. Wouldn't that be great to have that in your life? Uh, could you just go, just give me a, a tidy up on the top, please? Are you going for a haircut yourself today? Right, what are we going to talk about now? What are we going to talk about? Shall we talk about EasyJet introducing a new cabin crew? Uh, pilots, uh, uniforms from recycled plastic. No. Are we going to talk about Geronimo? Oh, no. The funniest thing yesterday, those BAMs, the anti-vaxxers, uh, decided they would thought they would kind of uh, they would storm the BBC. Come on then. When do we want the vax? Never. When do we want the COVID? Well, if it comes, it'll come, and that might kill us. So they decide to storm the wrong place. They go to a television centre, what was television centre, in London, right? Um, Shepherd Bush. I've been there. I've been there. It's, and it's like a you maybe see it sometimes, a uh, semicircular kind of building. But the main part of it has been turned into flats. And uh, I think there's even a club there, some kind of, you know, elite club. The only thing that comes out of there is, <laughs> is occasionally there are some BBC shows coming out of there, but they're all filmed by independents, right? But um, what's the name? Uh, Holly and uh, what's his name? Philip Schofield. That good morning thing. And I think Lorraine comes out and good morning Britain come out of there. The BBC's not really there. So these uh, bams, the anti-vaxxers, turn up and go, yeah, right, storm this. We're going to show the BBC they're putting out misinformation. They went to the wrong building. They went to the wrong building. And <laughs> uh, dozens of anti-vaccine protesters attempted to storm the BBC's West London studios after... But it's not there. It's not there. The protests are organised by the lockdown group. Official voices believed to have been... Who said you're... You, Official voice, official voice of what? The anti-vaxxers? And it's believed to have been directed against vaccine passports and jabs for children. Oh, so they might not be anti-vaxxers. Well, they might have a device, but they don't want a passport. Currently, the site is used by BBC Studio Works for ITV live programmes such as This Morning, Loose Women. They could have attacked the loose women. I hope there was some protection for the, the loose women. Please, let there be protection for the loose women because the loose women... They need protection. What's who's on that then? Who's on loose women? It's uh, Denise Welch. Is she gone from it now? There's uh, one of the Nolans. Uh, that woman from Scotland. That's it. I can't remember anymore. Oh yeah, Carol, Carol McGiffin. I used to work with Carol McGiffin on talk radio. Lovely. She was really funny. Anyway, they might have stormed uh, loose women, but that's not what happens there. The BBC don't really work out there. They work out of central London. London. So all that money was spent, all that time. However, the BBC's main news programmes is filmed at BBC Broadcasting House in Portland Place, Westminster. The BBC sold this uh, site that there was a big thing about it. They thought about making the BBC site, the television centre, some kind of museum. But they didn't. Uh, so they sold it. Uh, now it contains homes and entertainment and leisure facilities. No arrests have been made. And did you, you see them? They had a real go at the police. The police got their batons out. Good on them. Get their batons out. Taser batons. That's what I want, a taser baton. Do the whole thing, hit them, and then don't hit anybody who protests, all right? They're allowed to protest. They're not allowed to attack the police. No arrests have been made, and uh, an officer have sustained a minor facial injury during the demonstration, which has been investigated. Well, the pictures I saw, they're lucky anybody got, uh, you know, got away with it. He said afterwards, we want to make a noise, the right noise. This is DJ Pat Wilson. He's a DJ. DJ Pat Wilson. He could have done a little set-up there. He could, have got his, he could have got his decks out and done a... Oh, he missed a chance. Uh, maybe he was trying to do a demo for Radio 1. Yeah, maybe he was. Maybe that's where he was. Maybe he was doing the demo for Radio One. Thought, I'll just go in there. I'll tell everybody I'm protesting. But really, what I'm doing is, I'm just uh, getting my rigs out. Whatever that is. Um, we want to make a noise, the right noise. We will see what happens. See my megaphone's back. We want to make the right noise. We. We will see what happens. Later in the speech uh, to the march, he added, a group of us let, let set this up. We're not the leaders. We don't want to tell you lot where to go or what to do. Okay, fair enough. I get that. that that's fair enough. 
uh, freedom of speech. Former Coronation Street uh, actor Sean Ward was also at protest and posted footage from the roadside. Oh, wait a minute. Loose, loose woman uh, presenter Charlene White took to Twitter to reveal that the protesters had tried to access the site while they were on air. A huge thanks to Andy. Oh, it was Andy. It must have been Andy Peters uh, on the security team. Oh, Andy Peters, he's, he's actually he's, he's buff. He's buff. He's well buff. He's buff. He might even be lush. He's buff and lush. They could act, those two. The protesters attempted to gain access to the building while we're live on the air, and we've only just left because of safety. Andy and his team, Andy Peters, were just incredible. That's a nice little side thing for Andy. So uh, what, what's your takeaway from this one, everyone? I think the takeaway from this is if you're going to protest, right, and you want to make a point, find out the headquarters of where you want to meet. Yeah, just, just find out before you go there because there'll be half a chance you go there and you think, oh, then you look like a bam, don't you? You just look like a bam. Americans are more confident than Britons that... Yeah, what would I do? Would I do this now? Yeah, I could do this now, couldn't I? Americans are more confident than Britons that they could beat any animal in a fight. <laughs> this is a survey, anybody, everybody. This is what people do uh, with... When you get a grant for something, you can go and do a survey and come out with stuff like this. Uh, which of the following animals, with the question was, do you think you could beat in a fight if you're unarmed? Uh, compared with Americans, a rat, 67% uh, said yes, I could beat them. A gorilla, two, only 2% 2 of Brits said they could beat a, a gorilla without a weapon. Kangaroo, 5%. Large dog, 13%. An eagle, 18%, whereas the Americans thought 30% of the Americans said, yeah, we could take on an eagle. Uh, Medium-sized dog, 38% of Brits said they could take on a dog. 49% uh, of the Americans, but then the dogs in the big, are a bit small in America or big, I can't remember. Goose, yeah, could you take on a goose unarmed? No, because uh, they go for you. I Same with the swan. If a swan goes for you, it's got a neck, like, it's, like a, it's like a police baton. That's what they should have. They should tell Andy Peters and the security guards is to, you know, forget it. We've got some geese or gooses. But the, uh, but the Americans reckon they could take on, 61% Americans reckon they could take on a goose and win. House cat. Ah, uh, yeah, here we go. House cat. 66% um, of Britons think they could take on a cat. What are you thinking? Only 69% of Americans think, why would anybody think you could take on a cat unarmed? You can, cats are just the wiliest and scary because they've got two sides to them. They've got the, yeah. But there's more people who think they could take on a dog than a cat. Well, I'll just say this again, public broadcaster, do not take on a cat and do not Whatever you do, take on a goose. You nervous cooking for your husband's boss? You nervous cooking for your husband's boss? Does your mother-in-law outshine you? Would you like to impress that Mrs. Jones next door? You can do it with Craddock Cookery. Come and join Johnny and me each week in our kitchen. We think you'll have just as much fun as we do. Can you trust a chicken? Bone meat, fillet fish. Make perfect cr... <laughs> Bake your own crusty loaves. You can do all this and more with Craddock Cookery. Do join us this week. Well, sometimes
look across the border And I think about all the things And in my head I paint a picture Since I come home Well my body's been a mess And I miss your ginger hair And the way you like to dance Won't you come on over Stop making a fool out of me Why don't you come on over Who's doing Arlene's feet today? Doing a good job with a nice gel finish. Uh, her husband is a DJ. Oh, that's the last thing I need is competition right now. Anyway, he's, uh, he does it. He's a d- um, it's Darren at Streetwave Disco. Darren at Streetwave Disco. Can I get some? Uh, can I do an advert for him? Maybe I could do a wee advert. Darren, and, and then uh, let me see if I can get this right. Then hang on. Uh, see a disco background. Uh, disco. Uh, Disco classics. Let's see if I can get some of this. Uh, let's do it. Okay, let's see what. Hey, are you looking for a good night out? You want hits from the past or the present? Want to have a great time at a great price? Then you need to speak to Darren at Streetwave Disco. Turn your evening into a true celebration. Streetwave Disco with Darren. His wife or his partner, oh, it's, yeah, his wife can do your feet at the same time with a gentle gel finish. That's Streetwave Disco. There you go. Absolutely no money there involved because uh, that's the way I am. I, I support fellow DJs because, uh, you know, I know I used to be the Do Run Run Disco. I still do the do run, don't you know? Um, just wait for my um, uh, my probation to finish, and then I'll start up again. Uh, so anyway, what was I going to say? I was going to say something else, but it's completely gone, so it doesn't really matter. I'm, I've get to that stage now. What about? Let's talk about Geronimo. If I can find Geronimo, I'm bothered about Geronimo. Uh, where's Geronimo? Where's Geronimo? Uh, yeah, is it this one? No, it's not that one. Where is being? Oh, come on, Geronimo. I, I think Geronimo's still alive, he said, filling in. All right, reveal the dossier that shows ministers must think again at the Geronimo! As it emerges, nine slaughtered alpacas and llamas had no TB in the post-mortem. You may have seen this. It's the woman, uh, the, uh, the Geronimo, uh, the alpaca. Oh, well, I, I don't think Geronimo's the greatest name. I'll be honest with you. I think they could have done better there. It's a wee bit of kind of... Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's tested twice and uh, positive for TB. But the owner, she says, no, I think these are false tests. Now, the dossier reveals at least nine alpacas and alamas have been uh, having a TB later, did not show presence of disease in their post-mortem analysis. Doubts have been cast over the Enferplex blood tests used by DEFRA officials. Dr. E. McGill, who Geronimo's vet, well, that's good, isn't it? He's got a vet. Claimed Defra was trying to kill its uh, kill its way out of trouble. Oh, wow, that's a vet saying that. This is from the Daily Mail. Daily Mail. The documents uh, by the scene, by the string of cases which the test of living animals came back positive for TB. But in every case, the animals showed to have no presence of disease after being slaughtered. All right, the camelids, that's what they're called, is it? A camelid. Five llamas and four were found to have tested positive. Uh, the document shows the camelids had been repeatedly dosed with tuberculin, a primer for the test. Uh, campaigners say the use of the primer boosts antibodies, produce a false positive attack, uh, result. 
The result, uh, the dossier cast further doubt in the accuracy of DEFRA's system of testing alpacas for BT, or, yeah, TB, not BT. The BTs are um, telephone and uh, IC. So I don't think you can be tested for BT, unless you've got your receipts. It was compiled from data sent to SureFarm, the Inferflex's test developer. Wow, is that another text? Oh, uh, by the way, that whole thing about animals. Uh, Arlene says, a Glasgow City Council bin man got bitten by a rat last week. And then Sarah says she could take on a rabbit. I don't know, Sarah, you see some of the size of rabbits? So samples were taken to grow cultures of TB in Lodbury. In every case, this was impossible. So is there more to this case then? Geronimo could survive, everybody. He could get through this. Help me make it through. Wowza, wowza, wowza. So let's see what happens. It's supposed to be happening very soon, but people have uh, parked themselves outside uh, the farm. The police have been there as well. Dr. Ian McGill, Geronimo's vet, added that death was trying to kill its way out of the trouble. The document clearly shows diagnosis of Geronimo, Geronimo is unsafe that, and of others, camelids, 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 were unsafe. People's lives are being broken by this. They are falsely inflating with the primates. So the testing thing they're doing, they have to, to get it to the test to work. Wow. Supporters formed a human shield at Miss McDonald's farm. Her name's McDonald. She's got a farm. E-I-E-I-O. She's got a farm. Dozens of friends, family and animal rights activists posted outside of the farm to prevent DEFRA and officials from getting near Geronimo. A professional security operation was set up with checkpoints to prevent infiltration of the farm. Yeah, they've got to do that with the TB outbreak. This is serious. Further tests con conducted in the UK saw Geronimo uh, dosed again with tuberculin, which was the, pr the primer, and Miss McDonald, she's got a farm. Argus uh, produced a false outright. This is not going to, this is a story that's going to run and run. Well, hopefully the alpaca will run and run. Geronimo will keep on running. On. Right, I've, I've been, I've been telling you. Oh, uh, breaking. A-level results are up. Hang on, let me just say, um, Paul Brand, uh, ITV reporter, he's brilliant. I follow him for all my, he's a good, good reporter. Uh, A-level result, results, uh, breaking. A-level results up significantly on last year. In England, uh, 2021, 19.1% uh, got A-stars. In 2020, 14.3% got A-stars. A In 2021, 43.3% uh, got A-stars. A that's A and A-stars. In 2021, and, uh, 20, it was 38.1% got A-A. 5,000 more students got three A's this year. After a difficult year, I told you, didn't I say this? After a difficult year, there will be questions about whether these results are robust. There you go. So they got started already. Well, you know what? After the year the kids have had, we've all had, they should get, just give them this, because I'm sure the universities will take it into consideration. But just give them some good results. The kids have been amazing this year. So let's give them some decent results. Let's make them, you know, Proud of what they achieved, they isolated and all that stuff, and they still managed to get results. Come on.
Good song, Thundercat Newman. Uh, that one starts off uh, one-legged. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know what one-legged means, it uh, sounds, uh, it's not stereo. It goes one-legged and then it kicks in again. So that, yeah, it's, uh, what am I going to end up with? Oh, I've got a good song to end the show with. Yeah, I'll do that one. Uh, that would be great for the, uh, for the disco. Sarah's husband, the Streetwave Disco, everybody. That's worth, uh, no sponsorship there. Okay, let me do, uh, let me do the mum fuming after being served the worst cheesy chips ever. She's fuming. She was charged seven pounds at a musical music festival. Mind you, the food at festivals is usually rubbish, isn't it? It's a bit like going to football. When you go to Wembley, the food there can be... Oh. I don't know what it's like now, but I remember you used to get um, hamburgers. Hamburgers? Hamburgers? Uh, hamburgers were flat as a pancake. They might not be like that way now. Chloe Fletcher had been uh, partying at a house musical festival, a uh, music festival. Uh, that's a house music. House. What's house sound like, Ronnie? What's a house music? Well, house music. Let's just show you what house music is. Is it? Because uh, we, we need to know. House music. Let's see. Uh, I think this might be house music. Is this house music? Okay. Uh, I can see this. Oh yeah. Stick it up your jumper. So this is your house music anyway. So she was uh, Chloe Fletcher. I'd been partying at this house music festival, uh, Beach Jam in Red Red Car. Last Saturday, when she was decided to re-energize food with uh, re-energize with food, after dancing for hours, she said it was one of the first events since COVID. I think they were just trying to rip people off. It's Chloe Fletcher. She's Chloe. Had been partying. She was dismayed to discover the festival's catering offering was all ridiculously expensive, so settled for cheesy chips. Oh, well, you do. What it's your go-to, isn't it? However, the hungry bartender, well, she's a bartender as well, and a mum of two. Has she got her age? 23, yeah. Uh, I was horrified to be uh, handed the poor quality chips with a few slices of orange American cheese slapped on the top. <laughs> it's this it's this craft slices that have got it. After double checking her bank statement, outraged Chloe then posted the food fail online, where other social media users branded effing grim. Chloe from Hartlepool, County Durham, it was so bad they were the worst cheesy chips I've ever seen in my life. Seven pounds! They were overpriced and poor quality. They didn't even make attempt to make it look nice. They just literally slapped the cheese on the top. The cheesy chips were the cheapest thing there. The drinks were ridiculously expensive. Everything was. We were laughing at them, but didn't really think much of it. I looked at the photo of them the next day, but I couldn't believe how bad they looked. That was her first event. Oh, oh she was just... Oh. So disappointed. That's going to stay with her forever. She's going to go on one of those people when she goes in to buy chips and she wants cheesy chips. She's going, what are the cheese? What is the cheese? Is it melted or are you just going to slap some craft slices on it? I mean, I heard something the other day about cheesy chips and uh, the posh ones are covered in really expensive cheese and truffle. Uh, truffle. Have you ever tasted truffle? It's uh, partly very earthy. Very earthy. Oh, Sarah might start listening to us. Well done, Sarah. Tell your husband uh, he got a reference, he got a mention on the show today. So uh, when you're going to a festival, you young kids, make sure you check uh, when they say cheesy chips, what do they mean by cheesy chips? What do they mean when they're going to get, you know, so you've got to find that out. Don't just dive in. Um, how life uh, how life in Britain has changed between 1961 and today. Some 7% uh, of homes had an outside toilet then and the divorce rate was 0.8% compared with now. Oh, now is there a tie-up between that? Outside toilets and divorce rate. 
Uh, nearly 7% of homes did not have an indoor toilet in England or Wales in 1961. And we say we, we had toilets in Scotland. What are you talking about? Well, it's maybe it's, it's you English. You got your toilet sorted out. Um, anyway, so that, that's what happened. Uh, once ONS statistics also revealed divorce rates have risen dramatically over the years. Yeah, well, there's a lot of unhappiness. I'm never sure what the right argument is. Do you uh, stay together for the sake of the kids or just go your own way, as Fleetwood Mac has said? Uh, the statistics also revealed that divorce rates have risen dramatically over the years with just 0.8% of couples getting divorced in 1961 compared to 9% now. Wow. Uh, yeah, and outside toilets. Oh, the you know, the, oh yeah, the kludgy. We call them the kludgy in Scotland. You got the kludgy, which I think is the perfect name for a toilet. You don't want you know the on suites a load of, isn't it? You're away at the kludgy, aren't you? Uh, these toilets could be placed in a separate building in the garden, or in some cases, it could be a communal toilet for Britons living along the same street. Didn't know that. You could have been in the queue with your next door neighbour. They'd know when you go in your street. I see Ronnie's been again. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got IBS. Never go on a Sunday. Yeah, he's been out the night, but yeah, never go. Elsewhere, elsewhere in the rural district of Athway in Wales, 56% of households did not have an indoor toilet and including the southwest Yorkshire, 52% were left having to step out the side of their homes to use the toilet. Step outside, love. If you want a wee, if it's a number two, you'll have to wait at the loo. It's also revealed that 9% of houses were without an indoor bath in the city of London. This is 1961. Isn't that incredible? You, uh, we've been living through history uh, using shared or communal bath outside. Meanwhile, in Holyhead, the number of households with an indoor bath stood at 39%. Wow. How we have come on. So uh, is there some kind of... If I was a student of humanity or hu of human life, I would try and get a grant and try and see if there's something to be done research-wise into outdoor toilets and low divorce rate. And then when we got indoor toilets, the divorce rate went up. There's definitely a grant there. I'm, I think you could apply. You'd probably get £3.4 million to study that. There must be a reason why... People were happier with an outdoor toilet than we Oh, maybe it's the indoor thing. Maybe, the, maybe the, oh yeah, maybe the whiff, the smell of toilets put people off. Hey, I've got to go because if I don't go, I can't get finished and I can't get to the gym. And I need to get to the gym because I need to fix my head at the moment. My head is all over the place. Uh, but I'll be uh, back tomorrow, hopefully. Um... Uh, between 9 and 10. If uh, I'm not, um, I'll pass a message on. I'm going to try and keep on going. I'm going to message everybody who donated money towards the uh, the, uh, the this uh, Vague Radio and say, what do you think? Should we carry on? Because if we, if, we, if, we we if we carry on without uh, keeping up the numbers, then we actually, in a weird sort of way, we start paying more. And I don't want to rip it. I'm not ripping anybody off. I just want people to get the value for money. Anyway, that's me for today. Have a lovely day. Please, whatever you do, wear a mask, all right? Social distancing. People are still dying out there. And uh, even people who are double jabbed as well. So look after yourself. That was a cheery last thought, wasn't it? And don't forget, for all your disco needs, Street Wave Disco with Darren. Turn your evening into a true celebration. It's great. So tight, she's out of reach and out of sight. When she walks by, she brightens up the neighborhood. Oh, every guy would make a his if he just could, if she just would. 
If she just would Some sweet day I'll make her mine Pretty flamingo Then every guy Will envy me Cause paradise Is where I'll be Sha-la-la La-la-la-la Pretty flamingo 